0: It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with
1: supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, This is going to be a very exciting show. First of all, we have lawyer Norm Blumenthal on the show today, and we're going to be talking about uh, his prediction on the upcoming election. I hope that you guys are going to get out there and vote if you haven't already voted. This is probably the biggest thing that the world, literally the entire world, looks upon us. Uh, you know, uh, we get to vote a new leader every four years. Um, and so it's time for you to, to get out there and vote. And um, what happens in America really shapes the world, uh, w- without a doubt. Anyway, so... Uh, Norm Blumenthal is going to be uh, giving us his prediction, and uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. Also in 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal, as you guys know, is a regular here on Money for Lunch. And my favorite, favorite uh, phrase that uh, Norm has coined is, you have to be felony stupid. And uh, without further ado, Norm Blumenthal, welcome back.
1: Nice to be back, Bert. And today's show, the theme is going to be since it's money for lunch, it's all about the money. Everything that we talk about is has to, it, when, at the end of the day, it goes back to the almighty wow. dollar. And who. <laughs> And somebody's dog agreed with some. Of your dog agreed with that bird. That's all I can say. And uh, he he voiced his opinion. And it is all about the money. This is a, a capitalist system we live in, not a socialist system. You know, that'd be a surprise to everybody that's been listening to Donald Trump. But it it's not a socialist system. Socialist systems are a system where the government controls industry, and that we are so far away from that. Uh, We have a beautiful, vibrant capitalist system, but capitalist systems need checks and balances, just like uh, every system does, because they don't get too far out of hand. If if there wasn't any rules and regulations, the uh, corporations would run wild. They'd be paying people 50 cents an hour if they could get away with it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Lower labor costs uh, mean higher profits. Lower production costs means higher profits. So the corporations here, and we've talked about this, it's an adversary system. On the one side of the system is management, who wants to lower labor costs. And on the other side of the system is labor, who wants to increase the share that goes to the employees that are working. And that—that that is what we're in. We're in a capitalist system where kind of yin and yang it's, it's fighting back and forth and by and large the republicans are the party that represent management and the democrats are the party that represent labor and it it people that are republicans aren't bad people and people that are democrats aren't bad people they just disagree on on how it should work and that's good it's good to have them disagree but in the end the american people have the vote and labor has more votes than management. That's that's critical. But yeah. what, but what we have here, we also have shareholders, and shareholders and 401k holders. They are looking at their 401k, and they've seen it go up. You know, right through the Obama administration and into the Trump administration. And look, they want to keep their uh, their 401k going up. So. At the end of the day, the question is who is going to bring more prosperity to America um over the next four years and we'll we'll go go into where that where that ends up as we get there. but prosperity as we've talked about is isn't just measured in you know how low can you make the wage. It's measured in how much money you can put into the system. It's the velocity of money. And money gets put into the system. Government puts in a, 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 you know, a large percentage of the uh, $20 trillion economy we have. $5 trillion plus is now coming from the government where they put the money. And if they pay people to do things and, and pay workers that is going to increase the, uh, the velocity of money because it goes to the company, the company makes a product, the pro- uh, company makes a profit, it pays its employees. So it's, it's not rocket science, really, because um, the employees, they want higher wages, and, and, and that's, uh, that's a fair statement. Now, the, the retired people, let's talk about them for a minute, people that have, have already retired or planning to retire or near retirement, what are they looking for? They're also looking for a higher 401K, but they want their Social Security checks. They yes. want their med- the Medicare checks, and they want the disability checks. That's what else they're, they're talking about. Now, let's look on the other side of the equation. Let's look at the teenagers and the 20-somethings. They want a good job and a good education and a fair wage to, that can allow them to put their money into the system. And, and where they're going, and who who is going to be, at the end of the day, all things to all Americans in this adversary system, okay, and that's that's really the question you got to ask yourself before you go in the polls, and is it someone who is going to uh, let the pandemic run wild, delaying our recovery and reopening by years, or someone who is uh, using the example of South Korea. Um, and that example is, and he s- solves the problem. There's going to be people that have to look at it and we're old enough to remember when nobody used seatbelts. I don't know if, if you were old enough, Bert, but I am. Yes, I, I remember that. So. <laughs> and, and it was crazy. I remember crazy. getting
0: pulled over. I get, I remember getting pulled over and being reminded that there's a new law. You have to wear your seat belts and, uh, Getting a, uh, what do you call it, a, a warning. Yeah, I remember right. that very vividly.
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, and people, you know, the, the buzzers are in the cars. People were so crazy then that they cut the wire on the buzzers because they refused to wear the seatbelt and they didn't want to have anybody telling them to wear a seatbelt. And as, as it evolved, safety evolved, and people began to realize, hey, you know, when they were in an accident and had a seatbelt and the shoulder strap. And, and airbags and uh, all this other modern equipment that they lived. And it saved their life. And it's just a matter of buckling up. And, and the process went in. And now nobody talks about wearing a seatbelt. And I don't know anybody that doesn't wear a seatbelt. Uh, right. And, because,
0: and I want to also interject this. When the whole seatbelt controversy came out, uh, the automakers uh, were not for it. They, they were – they they – they didn't want it. It, it's, it was one of those things that they thought it was going to reduce the car sales. It was going to add money, that they uh, add costs that they would have to pass on to the consumer and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and bottom line is the, the, the data that we had at that time is that seatbelts saved lives. And by wearing seatbelts, you were going to save lives. And, and if you remember, the evolution of the seatbelt, first it was just a lap strap. Then it was the shoulder harness. Now we have the airbags, and then the side airbags, and it's you know it's it's just one of those things where it, it's an it's an evolution as we get better and better technology.
1: Right. I mean, you've got these kid seats. I mean, you could, these 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 kids could go into outer space in the in the seats that they have right now. It's unbelievable. But it turned <laughs> out, it turned out that the auto industry learned that they could sell more cars if they had more safety uh, mechanisms in it. As you can see, all the cameras and backups and everything. But a problem was the American companies, they fell behind. And what ended up happening is the uh, people started buying foreign cars because they were the ones that had the, the, the greater safety. And, now, and we've been trying to catch up ever since, and that's been a problem. And we're facing the same problem now with the this, this silliness over masks. And, you know, if if you want people to go back to work, if you're a corporation, you want your companies that you have 401k in and you want them to make a profit, like there's there's malls that are going out of business that, that just declared bankruptcy yesterday, and retail stores are going out of business, uh, and people can't go into restaurants. You want to do, have somebody in the White House that's going to proactively work to solve that problem, and he's going to have to tell people – the only way to solve this problem people is to wear a mask it's been proven in south korea it's and it's been proven in other countries and and we have to get behind it and it's not a political question it's a an economic question it's all about the money so if you if you want to get your bars open again and you want to get your restaurants open again you got to wear a mask to get this pandemic under control. And the idea of having spreader events and telling people and and, and basically yelling at people who, who, who wear masks is just no way that's going to solve that problem. And it's not going to happen, and it's going to cause hundreds of thousands of people dying that shouldn't die in this pandemic, and it's going to cause this pandemic to last for years and years, and you won't be safe. So I All ask right. you... You know that's that's so that's the first issue is who's going to make us more money by solving the pandemic and in my and, and mind, I also want
0: to i want to interject my thought on this uh, so so here's kind of what I've seen uh and and, it, and it's unfortunate this is human nature now people who wear masks uh there's there seems to be some uh somehow a if you will a prejudice against people who wear masks, by those who feel superior because they're not wearing a mask. And this is like, you know, leave it to humans to feel superior over something uh, like wearing, like not wearing a mask. And so, there, you know, the, the, the fact that you think or some people think that, hey, by not wearing a mask, I'm somehow bigger, better, stronger, I'm more American, I'm, uh, I'm more of a man or, or whatever it is that they're thinking, to me, it just shows you how confused some people are. Uh, you know, bottom line is, th- there's a huge trickle effect when, when you are not wearing a mask, you are more susceptible to not only be getting sick, but making other people sick, and therefore you are slowing down the recovery, therefore you are, uh, are, are not able to work, and possibly you're, you're stopping other people from working, which again slows down the recovery, it hinders our economy, and, and, and adds to the, to the problem. Uh, right. If you, if you, to me, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are an American, you are not hurting anybody by wearing a mask. And, and, and anyway, I just wanted to point that out there that there is some weirdness about this whole wearing a mask versus not wearing a mask. That's well, just my thought.
1: The, the, weird, the weirdness goes right into the White House, and and that's yes. the problem because people get mixed messages. You know, your president's telling you it's a hoax, it doesn't exist. You know, and then you see pictures, you know, pictures of people in, in, you know, in the uh, ICU and, um, and in the hospital, and then they've got a crazy president that says, oh, it's because the doctors are making more money, saying they're dying from COVID. This is craziness. This is what we don't need. We don't right. need craziness in the White House. We've got enough crazies in this country without having a crazy in the White House. That's the last place you want a crazy. And you want somebody that is out here and say, hey, it's okay to wear a mask, everybody. Come on. Get on the same team. Wear a mask. It's not a bad thing. Find one you like. You know, if you – and." Hopefully they'll invent a mask where you can uh, have a, some type of straw opening so you can go into a bar and have a drink and keep your mask on. <laughs> <laughs> that would, I, I thought of that as a great invention is a, a mask with an uh, opening for a straw, and then you can actually you know, people can go in a bar and have a good time. If the idea is, is, is to get behind not spreading it. Don't be a person that spreads it, and don't be a person that receives it. And it's just like a seatbelt. And if we're going to have a recovery and we're, and you want your 401k to go, grow up, go up and you want your social security and disability when you get older and you want higher minimum wages. Hey, we all got to get on the same team. And the guy in the white house now, he's not on everybody's team. He's got his own team. And I understand that, but that team now has where it's got to join the other team. We all got to be on the same team and only by having, uh, uh, a new president, Joe Biden, in the White House, can we all be on the same team? Because Trump does not offer us that, that, that possibility. So that's one reason you, you, you don't want to have that, because it's all about the money. And just, to gab more money, we have to solve the pandemic. And this guy in the White House now has no plan to save it. He's only going to cause more deaths. And he's only going to cause the lengthening of the pandemic, which is going to reduce the amount of profitability that the companies uh, will make. Now, the other question is, once the pandemic is solved sooner, hopefully rather than later, we need somebody that that's uh, that's who uh, do we want somebody in the White House who's going to deny the potential of substantial profits from the government buying uh, zero-emission cars, uh, buying zero-emission trucks, making the government uh, uh, zero-emission, and then also uh, promoting and and having an infrastructure plan where the government spends trillions of dollars on labor in this country and companies in this com- country to build across the country uh, – Electric charging stations for cars. I remember when I was young, and I I think I'm a little older than you, Bert. In the 50s, we didn't have the interstate highway. It didn't exist. And we had, like, millions of of men and women coming out of of the war looking for jobs. And what did Eisenhower do? He put in the National Transportation uh, Act, was passed by Congress, that built the interstate. And, you know, it took 20 25 years but as we know now it crosses crisscrosses the country well biden wants to build on that interstate charging stations so that just like now you go to the gas station you'll be able to go to a charging station and everybody in a very short period of time because you can get these up will be able to take their electric car and and go in a charging station. I have an electric car now. It takes me 30 minutes in a supercharging super charging station. And so you can go in and get your car charged. You can get an electric car. They're a lot faster than uh, than uh, combustion engine cars. Uh, they're faster. They're easier. There's one engine. I you know the, I've had this car for four years. The only thing I ever had to do to the car is put in air in the tires. So this is what it is, and it's basically it's a, a boom. To this country, we make the cars in this country. We we service the cars in this country to the extent there is. We build them here, and and we're going to have a boom because all these people can get jobs building these these stations and building the uh, uh, solar power plants and getting us in a position where this country will be um, uh, zero emission. It'll be zero emission. It'll be neutral. There'll still be emissions, but there'll there'll be other things that'll counteract it. That's who we need in the White House, not somebody that denies climate change. I mean, all you got to do is see the fires in California and the and the hurricanes and and the the um, pictures of um, the ice pack being um, melted. Evaporated. I mean, you, you got to do that. So we have to have a president that's going to pass an infrastructure bill and and. Joe Biden has come out, very clearly laid it all out. Everything the government buys must be not just assembled in the United States, the parts must be manufactured in the United States. And every type of of product that we need for our protection under national security, including uh, medical protection, must be have a factory in the United States be produced here and will be purchased here by the government. So it's a big boom for manufacturing too, as we move away from fossil fuels and we move in to um, a, the, a country that makes things here for people that live here, and uh, we don't have to import. Uh, any fossil fuels and we don't have to worry about that anymore and we can cap these wells and and be in a position where we're going to be a successful country by ourselves and we can help other countries become um, um, basically non-polluters also this is this is what he's talking about this is the idea and so this is the other thing that doesn't make sense. We don't need to be pulling in opposite directions. There's a, a problem. The oil companies recognize it. And the government, the scientists recognize it. There's no dispute. It's not a hoax. We're burning up this planet and we need to change from fossil fuel. Hey, well, that's and, great. And, and, and
0: here's, here's the great thing about it. Look, uh, if we... Uh, again, collectively make the switch to fo- to, to electric cars, uh, and I and, and I love what you said there about you know keeping a focus on making it in America, servicing in America. Let's keep it American. I love that. But the 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 fact that we were that we would be able to greatly, I mean, yeah, greatly if not completely get off of foreign oil is fantastic. Number one, number two. Uh, If I was in the oil and gas business, you got to see the horizon. you got to see the future. And and this is what Blockbuster didn't see. Blockbuster could not see the future, and they're gone. And so if I was an oil and gas person right now, I would start saying, okay, how can I get on board with this? Because I'm not going to stop it. And so how do I compete against myself and start, you know, aligning myself with what's happening in the future, aligning myself with what the government's going to want? and start adding these charging stations to my existing gas stations. Because whether or not uh, you like it, change is inevitable, and this is inevitable. You you know, whether it happens in two or three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and I think it will happen within the next 10 years, you know, uh, more and more and more is going towards electric cars, and and they're getting better. The technology technology is getting better. You know, solar panels – Used to be horrible. Now they're they're incredible. And I think that places that have tons of sun, like California, like Arizona, like Death Valley and stuff like that, man, that should just be a mandatory for all new buildings. If you're building a new house, a new commercial property, you should have a certain amount of solar panels built in because it it just makes sense. It it requires less electricity, which requires less coals. It, it, it takes people off the grid. There's there's so many pluses to that. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to go off that tangent, but bottom no, line is, that's good. you know, this is the future. Electric is the future.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, at the beginning of the 1900s there was no fossil fuel. Okay. We had a good run. We had a hundred years. We had a good run. And at the beginning of the 1900s, everybody, you know, they had horse drawn carriages and, and it was a big industry. They had blacksmiths and, and the, the town was uh, centered around, you know, uh, uh, breeding horses and, and, uh, having them work. Okay. We're past that. Then and we've, we've done all of that. And we had the combustible engine. We got all that done. But in the meantime, we're destroying the planet. So now we've got to take another step forward, and in, in in starting in uh, 2000, and, uh, and get going and, and be in a position to where we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. In the next 100 years, we, we shouldn't be using any fossil fuels at all for anything. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, not a, it's, a, it's a no-brainer, but we've got to start now. We can't have somebody in the White House that denies the existence of climate change. I mean, this is, this is crazy. He, he denies the exist, uh, existence of the pandemic. Let's go, oh, we've got we to save it, around the corner, around the corner. You know, the guy's nuts. And so we have to see that as human beings. We need somebody with, uh, that can live with facts and logic, not just made up trash. And that's what <laughs> we have now, unfortunately. And it's going to happen. And so the 401Ks, Put your money in in chips and, and solar and and uh, you know let it go because it's it is happening. I have solar on my house, I have solar on my office, I don't pay any electric bill as a matter of fact, the electric company owes me money uh, because i I put it into the system and if we all do it, we can do it voluntarily and yep. I, at some point in time, people will put it on their houses. other points in time, builders will realize, hey. I can sell a lot more houses if I put solar on because it's going to be so cheap. I might as well throw it into the system. That's what we're looking for, and that builder will be more successful than the other builders because government doesn't have to require it. It can just give him a credit. Hey, builder, you put solar on your house, and um, I'll uh, reduce your construction loan cost by x number of points to get you to the point where you can sell it you know some type of incentive that that uh would the builder would find appeasing to do it because it's all about the money Bert it is always about the money it's always about the money you can't go anywhere else unless you think about the money and that's what we're talking about uh and so and the idea that that we you know that we're going to have somebody in the white house now who's promoting the end of Obamacare. Now, let's think, what does that mean? What, why, is, why is the president, why are the Republicans, why do they want to get rid of Obamacare when it insures 20 million people and they have nothing to replace it, and they're, and they're going to take away people from having insurance with preexisting conditions? Why? It's because they don't want government spending the money because they don't want their taxes to go up. That's why. Well, and, and
0: I was I, I was going to interject and say you know the real reason is because Donald Trump, President Trump, uh, dislikes uh, you know was uh, would you call it became very upset with President Obama uh, and, and therefore he's trying to dismantle everything that President Obama did. Uh, and, and what I find so interesting about that is you know he's a big fan of dismantling things like Obamacare, but as as people are uh, some people are aware, he received like a seventy two million dollar refund from the irs by the way he got that 72 million dollar refund because of a policy that obama put into place i'm just surprised he's not dismantling that uh, you know but again but as you said it's about the money so he's going to leave that alone because it makes him money and he's going to take apart anything else that he can and because president trump uh prior to getting in the office had uh, good health care uh, he's gonna continue to have a health care a great health care he so he's he's okay with dismantling a program that helps twenty two million people and and some of these people will not find health care any place because of pre-existing conditions. they're gonna find it hard to even get a job because as soon as they get off obamacare they're they they could be putting their job in jeopardy because now the employers uh Healthcare costs are going to go up. So uh, this, is, this is, I think, in my opinion, this is something that is being done out of ego, not out of even saving money, not out of, of, of concern for somebody else. And as you mentioned, there is no backup. They don't have another plan. There's not a, a Trump care or Republican care. There is nothing. It's just brought these 22 million people into the abyss of healthcare health
1: care health. Yeah. Basically, what you're looking at, remember, Congress, 32 times Congress, uh, when the Republicans were in control, passed the repeal of Obamacare. And then it got to the Senate when Trump got in. But for John McCain, it would have been abolished, um, um, you know, in in Trump's first year completely. And, you know, the bravery of John McCain and what he did there, you know, should not be overlooked. And that's because, you know, he was a great American. First, before he was a great Republican. And so at the end of the day, though, you, you know, you, Trump takes it personally. I understand that. But it, it is all about the money. And at yeah. the end of the day, the, the, the difference between Republicans and Democrats is Republicans want to make their money, earn their money, and keep their money. And they don't want to pay taxes. And the, yep. the lower their taxes, the more they get to keep, and the lower the corporation's taxes, the higher their 401Ks go. I get it, and I don't begrudge them for that. I just don't think they're, that they're thinking big enough uh, about money because they don't understand the importance of a rising tide flight floats all ships. And having this spread around not only will help other people, it helps them. Because when they reach the age of retirement, they're going to want to have Social Security, and they're going to want to have Medicare, and they're going to, to the extent they need it, they were going to want to have disability payments uh, as part of their 401k going up, and so they want all these things together. But it's not going to happen with Trump if he stays in office because he's in the process of dismantling the guaranteed payments towards social security that comes out of the payroll tax. Right. And what's what's happening is he's, he's doing this stealth and what he's done is he's issued an executive order that says that uh, you don't have to pay the um, employer doesn't have to pay payroll taxes. Um, And, you know, he wants that um, people to follow that at this point, it's not law yet, but remember payroll taxes, are paid fifty percent by the employer and fifty percent by the employee. It's two and a half, uh, six and a half percent each on every dollar of the payroll, and that goes into guaranteed to be used for social security. And without that guaranteed payment, the first thing Congress is going to do is cut social security payments, and so it's just yep. going to happen. And that's where we're headed. And so, at the end of the day, if if you're if you're uh, looking in your future that some part of your retirement is going to be coming from Social Security and you want to keep your Medicare, too, because they'll get rid of that also, is you have to have – you can't vote for Trump. You've got to vote for Joe Biden. He's, he, the guy's sane, and he wants to keep things that are good. I mean, right. Obamacare and, 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 is good, and, uh, Social Security is good, and Medicare is good, and it's not a, a concept of, oh, uh, well, we're going to be a socialist state. It that has nothing to do with that. It's a safety net for all Americans.
0: Well, and, and, and again,
1: if you, if
0: you are going to look at the money uh, by being able to protect uh, people with preexisting conditions, uh, that – in, in the long run, actually saves us money because uh, you, you, you're taking a lot of stress and, and, and you're giving people peace of mind, uh, which goes back to emotional health, mental health. They're able to concentrate on their job because they know that they have their health care taken care of. Uh, that's the whole purpose of Social Security as well is to give us a, a peace of mind, a you know to give us to give some people some kind of standard of retirement. The reality is, uh, that as Americans look, we do a poor job of saving money. And if we did a great job of saving money, we would not need Social Security. But the, re- the reality is, is that we do a poor job. So Social Security is just a net. It's, a, it's a, it gives us a little bit of a, a of a, a of a net. So we're not at the you know we're not uh, homeless at the age of 65 or 70. And the same thing with Medicare. Uh, again, it gives us a little bit of protection. And so none of the stuff is bad for our country. None of it's bad for the economy. Now, what I want to point out here is that, again, I used to be a diehard Republican until the Republicans got in bed with the big insurance companies. And they started doing this thing called tort reform. And so what they were able to do is they were able to uh, manipulate the laws and, and, and mutate the laws so that if a, a doctor uh, accidentally cut off your leg or impaired your life, the most that doctor would be liable for would be two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus medical expenses, and, and 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 I was just appalled by that as a human and as a Republican. I was appalled that somebody was going to take away my rights and was going to take away these protections that I have. And so, you know, uh, Republicans are all about the money. They're all about uh, big labor or labor, and they go out of their way. In a weird way, as far as I'm concerned, in a way that doesn't make sense to another human, some of the things that they do, but they do it, as as Norm says, it's about the money. They do it all for the money, and they do for that, as you said, Norm, short-term. They're short-sighted. They just think about, hey, this is going to affect me. This is going to be good for the next two or three years. They're not thinking long-term, and part of that is because they 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 know that they may not be in office in two or three or four years, so they don't care. They're just in it for now. And they you know, they just don't care. So uh, I I totally agree that you have to look at the long term and not the short term.
1: Right. And 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 the and the idea is the beautiful beauty of social security is it's not just you paying out of your paycheck that goes right. into social security. It's the company also pays six and a half percent. For every one of my employees I pay six and a half percent towards their Social Security retirement, and they pay 6.5%. So there's plenty of money now in Social Security. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it because that's working. And the extent we have to extend it and and we have to do something with it, we'll do it when when we need to. But this this all works. And, And so at the end of the day, you have to think. Who is going to, do, to be, be better for all Americans in our adversary yes. system? Not just some Americans, not just the, the people that own corporations and, and management. I mean, we have a federal minimum wage of $7.25. No one can live on $15,000 a year in any part of this country and and we need to you know bring up everybody we need to increase the velocity of money we need to uh, create businesses and government needs to help create businesses in our country we we need somebody in there that's a positive thinker that accepts the facts and wants to be a president for all the people not just some of the people and in so doing creates prosperity for all the people that's what what has happened starting with, with Franklin Roosevelt that brought us out of the uh, Depression. And we, so, so and along the way, we've had Democrats and Republicans that have all, along the way, been presidents for all the people, not some of the people, and until we had Trump. And Trump, in my mind, is an aberration, and he's created this division in this country that, that is sad that it exists, and I think he's taken the Republican Party, the vast majority of them, with him. Because of of the money, and so I'm trying to to convince today, not just the Democrats, because I'm sure they understand it, but the Republicans, that if they want their 401k to grow, and if they want America to be safe, and they want the pandemic to end, and they want their Social Security and uh, Medicare to be protected uh, for when they get old, and they want higher minimum wages for people to make a living for, and they want a, a, a country where we make things here and we, we live on the things we make here, then you've got to vote for Joe Biden because it is all about the money, and he's going to be the one that's going to bring prosperity to all the people. Hey,
0: and on that note, we're going to end. Norm, thank you so much for stopping by. I uh, want to say thank you again for
1: for your input, and as always, my friends, good to have you on the show. Okay, great, Burton. and everybody get out there and vote for Joe. Absolutely.
0: Good job there from Norm Blumenthal. If you have questions about Norm Blumenthal, if you want to reach out to him, uh, you can check him out at BAMLawCA.com. That's BAMLawCA.com. And as he says, look, it is an adversarial system. That is part of the checks and balances. Uh, You know, we have a great system. Why? Because we allow this adversarial system. We allow the checks and balances. We allow critical thinking. And get out there and vote. Vote with your pocketbook. Vote to change America. That, that's I, I I cannot say that enough. Just get out there and vote to change America. Uh, I think that uh, voting for Trump is, in my opinion, a mistake. And I know a lot of people are saying, "Look, he's 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 good for this and he's good for that." And as as Norm put pointed out, yeah, he might be. Good for a select few, but at the same time, his leadership skills are so below par. Uh, I I I think that the world has changed their mind about Trump, and uh, he, you know it is an, uh, It's it's a weird thing to watch this man talk and lie so consistently. And I, you know there's a joke about politicians. You know how do you tell a politician when he's lying? His, his lips are moving. Well, you know that can't be any more true when it comes to Donald Trump. You know, at this point, I'm trying to figure out. You know, his name may not even be Donald Trump, and the reason I say that is because he's he's always introduced himself as Donald Trump, and the guy lies so friggin' much that you don't know. Uh, you can't trust anything that he says. And you know, interestingly enough, uh, some of the things that I find so abhorrent about uh, President Trump is. Some of the remarks he's made about women, including his own daughter. So check that out. But, you know, bottom line is, look, don't take my word for it. Don't take uh, Norm Blumenthal's word for it. Do your own research. There's literally tons of Republicans. There are Republicans that are fighting to remove Donald Trump and to reverse some of the things that he's done. So the biggest Republicans are now lining up against Donald Trump. And that should just give you, that should just give you, uh, what do you call it, a pause for worthy cause, it just, it just makes you go, hmm, that's interesting. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Whether or not uh, you uh, you like what we say, just get out there and vote. Vote for your best interest at heart. If you disagree with what we say, hey, you know, reach out to me. Love to hear from you as always, my friends. Thank you so much for uh, your continued support and for making our programming um, literally gone. As big as it is, available on all major networks, including uh, some of the CBS stations. Um, Anyway, as always, my friends, let's share this episode with everyone we know. Remember, you were created to succeed.
1: Tune in Monday through Friday here
0: on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.